Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. We're almost twins today. <laughs> yeah, well, we have... How did our, that happen? We have our uniforms. That's right. <laughs> we, we got orders from headquarters. That's right, from Fauci. <laughs> so we'll, we'll check and see if Fauci is satisfied. But i tell you one thing, I'm not satisfied with him. But he's beyond us uh, trying to straighten him out. Yeah. So, so we'll deal with the facts. <laughs> but we have to decide who, who decides what these facts are. Because the first thing we want to talk about uh, is the NIH director. That's not Fauci. That's somebody else. It's high he's above him. Another somebody else that, 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 uh, that you know these people so well. NIH director calls for COVID conspiracies. Brought to justice. They've been saying things. You know, one thing I noticed in this article that talks about this, the the greatest concern has been any criticism has been personal, like like Fauci is uh, not telling us the truth or something. It uh, it hasn't. They didn't go after the part which they should is the science of all this. You know, because but they can they can if they have their way, uh, they they want to punish people for not following the rules that they set. They're, they're the ones who uh, uh, would decide who's, who's a conspirator or not, <laughs> who's, who's telling the truth. And, uh, and I think they want it to be a worldwide event. They don't want to just uh, finish Americans. Uh, you know, everybody participates if they're after Julian Assange. Everybody participates in keeping him in prison. Yeah. So this is what's going on. But I think this, this is outrageous that they're, that they're even talking about it. And uh, the uh, people, people don't, you know, quite realize what's going on and what this means. That, but we've heard, we've mentioned in, in before that uh, if you say things, uh, and and even on, on the issue of uh, uh, of the te- of the parents and teachers association, the parents go. They're called uh, terrorists, yeah. you know, just to go in and talk about, uh, you know, why don't you tell us the truth about what you're teaching our kids? Yeah. And uh, then they say, well, you're a terrorist, you're causing trouble. So that, that's, uh, that's it. They demagogue it. And, and I'm convinced that so often, especially in politics, when what we've observed here the last four years, is the, the more guilty a politician is of doing something really bad, uh, that the more they accuse their opponent of it, you know, yeah. if they want to, if they want to say somebody's a racist and they might be the most racist yeah. person in the Congress, boy, they just hit hard and and uh, you, you know, all they do is uh, use that and that creeps into our courts and into our schools yeah. and everything else. So we live in an age where it's very difficult to. Uh, find out, but of course this program is dedicated to doing our best to sort all this out and find out who's really telling the truth. (laughs) Yes, what is the truth? Let's put up that first picture because this is the NIH director, Francis Collins. Let's have a look at him. This is from uh, the article. Here he is. NIH director demands COVID conspiracies be brought to justice. Before we go into the aspect of what he's saying, Let's just take a look at this guy. A, he has a crazed look in his eyes, okay? B, he's wearing two masks and no doubt fully maximum vaccinated. Does this look like a stable guy to you? I would say no. The second um, observation I would make, Dr. Paul, this almost sounds desperate. It almost sounds like panic. It doesn't sound like what you would hear from a confident person. 
And we know that last week, Albert Borla, who's the CEO of Pfizer, he said people that are spreading, uh, spreading uh, complaints or skepticism about his vaccine are, quote, criminals. And so this kind of elevated rhetoric, uh, this enemy rhetoric, to me, it doesn't strike me as someone who's very, who's very confident in what's happening. Maybe it signals that the skeptics are actually winning by pointing out the facts. But I had a couple of quotes from it, Dr. Paul, that I wanted to put up. And this is from, uh, Collins was in the Washington Post. This is an interview at the Washington Post. So, A, you're guaranteed there's no pushback from the Post, no matter what he says. But let's put up that next clip. Here's just a couple of things. And this gives you a real insight into what Collins is all about. Excuse me. Truth is supposed to be truth, he said. And the fact that your truth would be so heavy modified by your social circle or where you get your news tells you we're in real trouble. I only read the sources that are in bed with the government. And he worries about a society where somebody's Facebook post carries as much weight as a statement from the director of the CDC. <laughs> so, and then here's his ideas of how to fix this problem where people are skeptical of the director of the CDC, uh, Walensky, and also Fauci, identified. And, uh, there's a lot of that back and forth on the vaccines. There, I think uh, our side is winning and they're not quite as uh, authoritarian uh, they are in saying the magic of this, yeah. but they usually, they usually admit a little bit or back off and then they demand that they continue to give the vaccines. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, is what, what, just look at uh, the slow transition from uh, the gr- greatest crime you could commit is saying, you know, People ought to think about natural immunity. Maybe, maybe there is a story there. Maybe a couple hundred years of medical history shows that uh, the people in the past have benefited and understand natural immunity. Uh, and that was uh, that was treasonous too. Yeah. But right now, there there's been some concessions on that, and they're starting to think, well, maybe that is. But w- w- what are they going to do if they lock these people up who have said that? Yeah. They, this this may just be uh, the sign of desperation that they're losing the intellectual argument, yeah. and uh, that that they have to they can't they can't uh, compete on the ideas and the principles, so they have to compete with their demagoguing. Yeah, and here's another insight into Collins is the way his brain works. And it is like a bureaucrat. It's all about your office winning. And, and this, the question was asked to him, there are a lot of credible people that are saying that Fauci should be fired or should be asked to resign over his numerous flip-flops, et cetera, et cetera. Put this next clip up. Here's what Collins, this next, uh, here's what Collins said about the suggestion that Fauci might want to resign. I was like, are you kidding me? Do you then want to hand a victory on a platter to the people who have made up stories and incessantly thrown around information that is absolutely untrue to try to take him down. You want to say, okay, they win? That's your proposal? And you know, when I read about this, I thought about Senator Paul, who time and time again, when he questions Fauci, has shown to be true, particularly the gain-of-function research, which Fauci said, you're a liar, Senator. Turns out that it was actually Fauci. On and on, Fauci said, a mask is no good. Then he says, you've got to wear a mask. Then he said, the shots will protect you from getting any kind of COVID virus. That's not true. So he's suggesting that Fauci has never wavered, and anyone criticizing the wavering is wrong and should be punished. Yeah. Well, 
There's, there's no doubt. The flip-flopping that goes on and the survivability of, of an individual like that is positively amazing. Yeah. I haven't quite figured that out other than the fact that uh, it fits into my, my theory, which is maybe a little bit further along than just a theory, is that there's not a whole lot difference between Republicans and Democrats because why wouldn't the Republicans, uh, except for the few, you know, you know, come down much harder? And uh, Foucher did pretty well under the last administration you know he, he didn't he didn't suffer any consequences uh, you might say, well, Foucher was just become getting to be known back in in uh, 2016 and 2017, yeah. but he was well known rather quickly, and he still is uh, getting better known. And uh, I think that uh, that uh, Gaze has backed off a little bit, yeah. but uh, and and that's good. But, so hopefully, uh, we're right in assuming that. Uh, their their desperation here to do things that make no sense whatsoever, even even understanding what their ultimate goals are. But uh, the only thing that we can't be critical of is the success they've had up until now in the political system. But that's where we have uh, uh, been clinging to some hope there because people are waking up and things do change if the people will stand their ground and say, look, enough is enough. We don't believe this. And, and around the world, you know, the resistance is building. And before it was said, not only are you people terrorists, uh, but they're all, all going to die, yeah. you know. So, so there, there's some good things, but this nonsense here is, is what we have to challenge. Yeah. Well, as Paul Joseph Watson pointed out in a piece, you know, this is, people should be brought to justice who spread misinformation. But he pointed out, and it's very obvious, it was once considered false information to say that the vaccine didn't stop infection or transmission. That was, remember, you could get canceled if you said that. And then the CDC director herself said that. It used to be considered misinformation to point out that the vaccine efficacy wanes over time. Alex Berenson was kicked off of Twitter forever for saying that until now Fauci says it and everyone else says it. But the other thing about Francis Collins in this little segment here of him wanting people to go to jail who disagree with him is I think it highlights the ugly underbelly of government bureaucrats. Uh, they're venal, they're petty, they're vindictive, and they're also weird. And in fact, to see how weird Francis Collins is, he spent his time in the lockdown writing songs about COVID. And this is gonna be a cringe warning for everyone. Let's watch uh, like 25 seconds of, of uh, the director of the National Institutes for Health singing about COVID. Poof, coronavirus came from overseas, infecting folks across the land, Seattle, NYC. A little bat's virus, love those human cells. Next thing you know, the cases grow and the world has gone to its offense. And by the way, that cameo was his wife playing, I think, a dragon or something. I don't know. I think we can both agree I think most people of our viewers will agree this is just downright weird. Yeah, you know, th this business of accusing the other side of uh, uh, being the enemy and they now need to be arrested because they have the wrong opinions and all, I think that's worse than ever. But I think the principle of what they're doing has been, been common and uh, as part of human nature, that is people who, who uh, disagree with you, you know, make accusation and they call people names and they argue. But I think this time, 
it's come across more uh, official, and I think it's been more tempting for the people to go along because how could how could a guy like uh, and I've seen it written how how could a person with a reputation of uh, Dr. Fauci ever be challenged? Yeah. You know, and therefore it's been really easy to sell that, and then the media comes along and gives them the support. In the old days, there would be individuals, you know, and personality challenges and newspaper challenges, but this time it's coming from the official uh, outfit and. They're supported by the various the various groups like the media and the corporation. Yeah, you yeah. know, I would think the uh, the pharmaceutical industry probably has a little bit of influence on what's going on in this country. Yeah, try watching any show, and I don't watch TV, but if you watch any kind of football game, or whatever, every other ad is a pharmaceutical company. So if anyone thinks those networks are going to challenge the companies, they got another thing coming. Right. Well, let's move on to another conspiracy theory that is no longer a conspiracy theory. Uh, let's put up that next clip while Dr. Paul introduces our next topic. Yes, uh, things are going on down in Australia again. Ooh, tell you and, what. Um, they've decided that they're not thorough enough. And, uh, they say that uh, they're just being more thorough and having quarantine. But the way we read it, and we'll read their words, yeah. it makes you think of other things. Because the Australian Army had the Army. Yeah, the Army. Are they trained in medicine automatically? <laughs> has begun forcibly removing residents in Northern Territories to the Howard Spring Quarantine Camp. Hmm. They have a camp. Well, sometimes people think uh, maybe well, the thought that crossed my mind while I read that is it doesn't look like they have a choice. They don't say, would you like to come visit and spend your time in the quarantine camp? That you're put in there, it looks like that's their desire. And uh, the, the, whole, the whole thing is, is the, the uh, p people, uh, you, you know, so far putting up with this thing. So maybe with fair warning, uh, they'll resist it, but Australia hasn't been the, the place we do have. Sometimes, got a lot sometimes of liberty there. breaks out yeah, in, in yeah. there, so they need to they need to do something about that. But the, the principle is very blatant, you know. And you know, Austria is another country yeah. that surprised me how 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 bad they are in, in violating civil liberties and overemphasizing, you know, the the, uh, the grave danger in which we live. Yeah. Well, you know, we do have a lot of friends and viewers in Australia, and they send us notes, and they are desperate. And we do hear you, and we do, we do pray for you and think about you, because this is a nightmare what's happened. Uh, but, you know, when I first saw this article, Dr. Paul, again, because I'm just such a skeptic, I thought, surely this is overstated. They're not sending them off to camps. So then I went on, uh, uh, saw some things on Twitter. The actual uh, uh, territory leader, the Northern Territory leader, uh, Michael Gunner, here he is, and we have a clip of him talking where he actually says this is what they're doing. And I'm just putting this up here uh, mostly to show the background and the evidence coming from the horse's mouth, so to speak. I think the first 20-some seconds of this guy speaking is probably enough to get the idea of what he's all about. You know, delay our response in these communities, immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents of Minjari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. They can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or if required by law. It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. The faces of Australian fascism right there is what yeah. that is. You know, they, they, were, they, they had quarantines before, but there were too many ex exceptions. 
So they, they had five exceptions. And one of the things they did, this camp, wonderful camp, yeah. I imagine they have all the facilities that people need. Uh, they said they no longer have these five reasons anymore. And they made exceptions. Why don't they make one exception for freedom? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But no, they had, they had five exceptions. If you uh, needed to buy food and supplies, exercise and caregiving, education and work, you know, but that was way too much. Way too much. And now they've eliminated that because now you can come to that camp and you have all the facilities <coughs> of, of living in a slave society and you don't have to worry about a thing. They'll probably bring you your food and everything else. Yeah. Well, here you have a scenario where people who are considered by the leaders unclean are being sent to camps. And I wonder where we've heard that before, you know. <laughs> I guess I would just say stay away from the showers, right? Because uh, it's... Uh, and, and think how broad that ter yeah. term is. It's a, a person that didn't take a, take a, a vaccine. Or they happen to get the virus, and we know that you can get it just as easily with the vaccine as without a vaccine. And then they talk about, you know, fi finding out truth. But the one thing you can't do is really use the natural immunity as an excuse why you don't need a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, enough for Australia. I just, I hope somehow they get rid of these insane, <coughs> insane leaders. Uh, right. But we want to move on to something else. This is the day of insanity, I guess, <laughs> the <laughs> right. subtitle of the show. But we'll have, we have good news somewhere in here. I hope so. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> the, the worse things get, the more the people wake up. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we have to rely on. The worse, the better. Um, now, this one, this one is a rather narrow subject, but it has broad appeal. It where, hits you personally. Uh, yeah. yeah. United Kingdom, I've heard of that place. Yeah. Uh, calls for uh, tackling alleged racial bias in medical devices. <laughs> I didn't know these devices. Wow. And here I've been working with medical devices all my life, and I didn't know this. <laughs> well, there and you go. <laughs> the example they use as proof positive of this is that the oximeters, the little thing you can put on your hand and colorimetric uh, control, and you can measure. I think it's fa a fantastic invention. You can measure uh, a pulse rate and your oxygen level. We used to have to draw blood from the, an artery in order to find an oxygen level. Wow. And, but now this is immediate, and you know exactly where you stand on that. So they uh, uh, said that it's, it's not as accurate if you happen to have dark skin. Uh -huh. I wonder if that means if you can't go in the sun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Real really. dark skin. But anyway, that would change it. That, that seems pretty logical. Yeah. But how much could you adjust uh, this if it's a real problem? Uh, and, and what they're arguing is it's a racial bias against people with dark skin. Uh, but, but, the, but the whole thing is, is if you know about it, compensate for it, you know, and have an adjustment. But to turn it, everything has to be turned into race. Yeah, yeah. So this is it. This is everything is about race. So therefore, they're saying medical devices, and they want to make sure that when you find the correction for this or the penalties that it's universal it's going to be international and uh, that's that's what they think should happen but uh, to me it's just another example of uh, yeah even if even if this is a problem and probably is yeah and uh, you, you might have to be you know very cautious about it but <laughs> but you, you you might have all degrees of skin color and all degrees of variable as if the as if it's the um, instrument that becomes races uh, has a racist bias. but 
they don't say it. Matter of fact, they try to duck it. But what they're saying is it's really not about race. It just happened that way. But the whole thing is, it's, it's part of that uh, white supremacy stuff yeah. that, uh, that whites have designed this and they're going to use it in this way. But, you know, uh, in, in studying medicine, there are differences between the races. I, I found that out. You know, there are some diseases black people get that white people don't get, mm-hmm. you know, some types of uh, anemias and, 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 and different blood pressure problems and all that. But uh, so it's a, it's a different system. It isn't because uh, we have to attack and make sure we have more regulation worldwide because there's racial bias in, in an oximeter. Yeah. So uh, that's, um, yeah, I think it's overreach a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, instead of obsessing about racism, why not just invent a better device, you know? I really think this, we have too many liberal arts majors and too many people haven't gone to college. Uh, and they're wasting their time obsessing, <laughs> right. obsessing by this stuff. But, but speaking of darker skin people, this is another interesting one. We talked about it a little bit on Friday in a related way, but we have some, some info out of Africa. The, the yes, uh, there, there's, um, you know, I, I think you mentioned, Daniel, the other day, at least in, in our conversation, and I was sort of I- impressed with that, that the statistics show there's not a whole lot of COVID in Africa. Yeah. They have some, but it's real low. Yeah. And it's the most under-vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, but we'll solve that problem. <laughs> We're going to solve that problem because I, quite frankly, think the vaccines not only don't work too well on COVID, I think it's causing, you know, some of the other changes occurring in viruses and making things complicated. So, but here it is. This article comes from Politico, you know, our conservative friends over there. Failure to vaccinate poor countries fans fears of uncontrolled outbreak. So they've discovered that they haven't gotten their vaccination. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise for all we know. Maybe they, uh, wouldn't it be interesting to go over to Africa and some of these countries and be able to have an accurate measurement of people who have natural immunity? Yeah. Because their incidence of uh, disease is is much uh, much lower. And uh, now they're saying a failure to vaccinate a country, but that's fearful. But who do you think's behind this? Do you think there could be anybody with money behind uh-huh. this? And they, yeah, <laughs> the other time they say, well, you don't have to have legal suits to, to file, you know, against the, uh, uh, the drug companies because you don't pay anything. So you don't have a right to sue. But what, what they're saying is, yes, it's free. It's free. It's free. Yeah. But, you know, the old saying is nothing's for free. It's they're paying for it. They're paying for it right now. Poor people and the middle class are paying for it because of the regressive tax of inflation. Yeah. And they're, they're spending, they didn't spend billions of dollars. They've spent trillions of dollars on this thing. And now they're out looking for more customers yeah. Yeah. To, to give this injection to. It does make you think that it's not about public health. It's about selling drugs. And here's a rehash of what Chris and I talked about last Friday about this issue in Africa. Um, If we can put up that next clip. This is from the AP. Um, Scientists are mystified and wary as Africa avoids COVID disaster. And of course, this could change. We don't don't have a crystal ball here. But what we see is something that's a good news story. Uh, the, The dope pushers are seeing as a nightmare. And let's look at, I have a quote that I pulled from this article, if we can put it up. This is from the AP article. There's something mysterious going on in Africa that's puzzling scientists, said the chair of global health at Columbia University. Africa doesn't have the vaccines and resources to fight COVID-19 that they had in Europe and the U.S., 
but somehow they seem to be doing better, he said. It continues, fewer than 6% of people in Africa are vaccinated. For months, the WHO had described Africa as one of the least affected regions in the world. In its weekly pandemic reports, the experts have no idea they're scratching their heads. Wouldn't that be a wonderful opportunity, you know, if a, a rich entrepreneur that's really interested in sound medicine would help get a study done over there instead of the yeah. other studies that are being done by rich people, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and a politician. Because I think, I think there's a, a, a big source of information there because uh, it's sort of like uh, in, in medicine, you want uh, a double blind study. You want people who do exactly one thing and take it and, uh, and people who don't. Uh, of course, the double blind mean nobody knows what, what they're taking and getting, but they still would be beneficial. If you have a country that uh, you can find a million people that had no vaccines and then another country that have 98 percent vaccinated yeah. and millions of people vaccinated i mean the comparisons should carry weight <laughs> but uh so far uh we're not on the verge of doing that yeah and i just want to show one more clip on this because they were talking about comparing africa with very low uh problems with it with the u.s and this is from the wall street journal this is the, my, my last clip if we can put it up this came out a couple of days ago this is a shocker dr paul maybe we'll spend some time on this at some point U.S. COVID-19 deaths in 2021 surpass 2020. So with all the shots, all the vaccines, all the social distancing, all everything that they've done in 2021, they actually have had more deaths than in 2021. There was no vaccine. You know, basically draw your own conclusions, I think. Yeah, you know, the... Uh there was an article uh, m emphasizing some of the doctors who have been the strongest for vaccination and they preached it and demonstrated it and would do it in public and uh, well-known people, yeah. you know. And, uh, and, and the list in there is it's a sad article because they list quite a few well-known and uh, well-published doctors that have died, died from it. Mm. So, and I've, uh, I've always maintained that <laughs> doctors generally in my lifetime I didn't think doctors got sick. Yeah. There were so few people that say, oh, Dr. So-and-so can't come in today because he's, uh, he's sick. And I think, I think there was a time when doctors, when I went to medical school and uh, internship and, and, and the, flu the flu vaccine became available, I don't remember very many doctors say, oh, I gotta get my flu shot. Huh. They, 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 eventually, they essentially avoided it. And, uh, but now the pressure has been so great. Why do they take it? They, they take it because of their job, yeah. you know, because they don't work for themselves. They don't work for the patient. They don't make the decision for a patient. Let's say you take the position that there's too much vaccination and you haven't taken it and you're doing quite well. You might have credibility with your patients yeah. too. the patient, because if the patient is frightened, they just go to somebody else and don't you believe in, yeah. you know, in, in, in vaccination. But anyway, that's uh, a lot of a lot of people just wonder what the what in the devil's going on there. But uh, the doctors uh, I always get nervous about you know the saying that uh, don't say it. Uh, I'm a little superstitious. I better knock on wood <laughs> yeah, type of yeah. thing. And for them to get out there, uh, you know that that's why if you pursue truth, you're a little bit more cautious. And I think we follow that pretty closely that we can point out what we see and hear, but we don't say that that we know what's happening, but we should 
um, you know, use our eyes and ears and, and, and not deny what we see and understand. But, you know, in this case, you have to understand the politics of it, but you have to understand the science of it, too, you know, about uh, what, what's going on here. It's yeah. not so simple. In a free society, uh, it would be solved uh, a little more simply and I think more efficiently. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to close again with reminding people, and as we speak, our first batch of Dr. Paul's new book is going out in the mail. And we apologize for some delays. Uh, Dr. Paul snuck away for a few days last week and we couldn't chain him to his desk to sign books. But the Ron Paul's new book, Making Sense of Current Political Idiocies, it's nice and easy to read. It's not going to take you a month unless you're a real slow reader. <clears throat> but it's a terrific book. We're giving it free to our supporters as a thank you for continuing to support the Ron Paul Institute, founded by Dr. Paul in 2013. A donation of $50 or more will get you a copy of this book, and for $100 or more, Dr. Paul will sign it. As we've said on the show, I will include in the show description a link on how you can make your donation. The response, Dr. Paul, has been tremendous, and I beg all of you to be a little bit patient. We're not Amazon with drones. We're doing our best to keep up with this incredible demand, uh, but we're sending them out in batches as quickly as we can, and thank you for your support. Very good. And I want to close by once again thanking our viewers for tuning in and giving us support. But you know, um, a lot of this material we have and the information we have uh, it sounds so negative, and a lot of it is. It's scary, too, uh, not because the uh, problem is scary as much as the treatment for the problem is scary. It's been the reaction that should be our greatest concern uh, uh, to the virus rather than the virus itself. But if it's, uh, if, if it's, if it's available, people should be, uh, you know, quite aware of it. And when you hear the bad stories, uh, I think there's always a positive ending to this, too. And I think what's happened, uh, it's gotten to the point where the people have lost confidence in all that talk coming out of Washington and Fauci and all this noise that we hear. And, uh, and they're unhappy with the information. And, and they think that there, there's been overreach by the authorities. And they're sick and tired of the lockdowns and they're justified in doing it because perfect uh, perfection in life doesn't come by allowing everybody to make their own decision, which I would allow if they don't hurt other people. But it's still so much better than having a bureaucrat run, the, run medicine and run the government and run our lives. Uh, and right now, I think this bad news, I say, oh, bad news looks bad, but I wonder how many people, was, uh, how many were awakened by the fact that they heard this story and enough reason to question what's going on. And that is what is healthy, and that is what I see improving all the time. And even though these governments are still, they're, they're buckling down, they're increasing, you know, their demands on controls. At the same time, the people, the crowds are getting bigger and bigger. I think that's good. You know, uh, you know nonviolent, uh, peaceful uh, resistance, I think, is the way to go. I think it's alive and well, and we thank you for all the support that we try to you know, provide for people to take that position. Because I believe very sincerely that the road to peace and prosperity is through the principles of a free society. Thank you for tuning in. Please back, come back soon.